Good evening to you all. You're very, very welcome to join with us here in Mount St. Alphonsus. Father Seamus Enright is the conductor of our reconciliation service this evening and our opening hymn, Come As You Are, if you have your novena booklet there at home, stay with us, Lord. It's page 54. Come as you are, that's how I want you. Come as you are, feel quite at home. Close to my heart, love don't forgive Come as you are, why stand alone? No need to fear, love sets no limits. No need to fear, love never ends. Don't run away, shamed and disheartened. Rest in my love, trust me again. I came to call sinners, not just the virtues. I came to bring peace, not to condemn. Each time you fail to live by my promise, why do you think I'd love you the less? Come as you are, that's how I love you. Come as you are, trust me again. Nothing can change the love that I bear you. All will be well, come as you Thank you, Francis. That was Francis Duggan, who's our cantor this evening. Paul Collins is the organist, and our volunteer sacristan and working the cameras is um, Charlotte Truhe. So good afternoon to you, wherever you are, and welcome as we celebrate a, a liturgy of reconciliation together as, as part of our summer retreat. The Lord be with you. My sisters and brothers, God calls us to conversion. Let us therefore ask, ask him for the grace of sincere repentance. Almighty and merciful God, you have brought us together in the name of your Son to receive your mercy and grace in our time of need. Open our eyes to see the evil we have done. Touch our hearts and convert us to yourself. 
Where sin has divided and scattered, may your love make one again. Where sin has brought weakness, may your power heal and strengthen. Where sin has brought death, may your spirit raise to new life. Give us a new heart to love you, so that our lives may reflect the image of your Son. May the world see the glory of Christ revealed in your church and come to know that he is the one whom you have sent, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The reading is from the letter of St. James. You must do what the word tells you and not just listen to it and deceive yourselves. To listen to the word and not obey is like looking at your own features in a mirror and then, after a quick look, going off and immediately forgetting what you looked like. But the man who looks steadily at the perfect law of freedom and makes that his habit, not listening and then forgetting, but actively putting it into practice, will be happy in all that he does. Nobody must imagine that he is religious while he still goes on deceiving himself and not keeping control over his tongue. Anyone who does this has the wrong idea of religion. Pure, unspoiled religion in the eyes of God our Father is this, coming to the help of orphans and widows when they need it, and keeping oneself uncontaminated by the world. The Word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm, do not be afraid, I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me. I will bring you home. I love you and you are mine. I will come to you in the silence. I Thank you. 
gospel acclamation. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say, and the Pharisees and the scribes complained. This man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. The Gospel of the Lord. I once heard a preacher say, that if we lost all of the scriptures, if we lost all of the four Gospels, and that if only a fragment survived, and if this fragment consisted of the little Gospel episodes that I've just read now, the beginning of the 15th chapter of St. Luke's Gospel, then we'd know everything that we need to know about Jesus, that the whole Gospel is compressed into these two sentences. The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say, and the Pharisees and the scribes complained. This man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. Sinners and tax collectors. We have a saying, don't we, that you can judge a person by the company they keep. And they were obviously judging Jesus by the company he kept, because this was the company he kept, tax collectors and sinners. And what does he do? He welcomes them and he eats with them. And that's what happens every time we celebrate Eucharist. Every time we celebrate Eucharist, we who are sinners are welcomed by Jesus and Jesus eats with us. He shares himself, his life with us. St. Alphonsus, who was the founder of the Redemptorist, used to say that we go to Holy Communion not because we're worthy, but because we're needy. Not because we're worthy, but because we're needy. And I want to share with you um, a reflection by Pope Francis. Pope Francis was preaching in Rome this year on the Feast of Corpus Christi, and he was reflecting on the story of the Last Supper from St. Mark's Gospel. If you want to read it yourself, you'll find it in chapter 14 of the Gospel of Mark. So chapter 14 of the Gospel of Mark, Mark's account of what happened at the Last Supper, and this is Pope Francis's reflection. The words and gestures of the Lord touch our hearts. He takes the bread in his hands, pronounces the blessing, breaks it, and offers it to the disciples, saying, Take, this is my body, the Pope said. With great simplicity, he continued, 
Jesus gives us the gracious sacrament in a humble gesture of giving and of sharing, explaining that at the culmination of his life, Jesus does not distribute an abundance of bread to feed the crowds, but he breaks himself at the Passover supper with the disciples, and he shows us that the aim of life lies in self-giving. The greatest thing is to serve. Reflecting on how we find the greatness of God in a piece of bread, in a fragility that overflows with love and sharing, the Pope highlighted the meaning of the word fragility, explaining that at the Last Supper, Jesus becomes fragile, like the bread that is broken and crumbled, but his strength lies precisely therein. In the Eucharist, fragility is strength, the strength of the love that becomes small so as to be welcomed and not feared, the strength of the love that is broken and shared so as to nourish and give, the strength of the love that is split apart so as to join us in unity. Pope Francis went on to speak also of another strength that stands out in the fragility of the Eucharist, the strength to love those who make mistakes, noting that it is on the night he is betrayed that Jesus gives us the bread of life. He reflected on the fact that Jesus gives us the greatest gift while in his heart he feels the deepest abyss. The disciple who eats with him, who dips the morsel in the same place, is betraying him. Notwithstanding the suffering caused by betrayal, the Pope said, Jesus reacts to the evil with a greater good. He responds to Judas's no with the yes of mercy. He does not punish the sinner, but rather gives his life for him. When we receive the Eucharist, the Holy Father explained, Jesus does the same with us. He knows us. He knows that we are sinners and that we make many mistakes, but he does not give up joining his life to ours. Describing the Eucharist, not as the reward of saints, but as the bread of sinners. The Pope said that each time we receive the bread of life, the Lord comes to give new meaning to our fragilities, urging the faithful never to refrain from sharing their fragilities with the Lord. He reminded them that his mercy is not afraid of our miseries. And above all, the Holy Father says, he heals us with love from those fragilities that we cannot heal on our own, that of feeling resentment toward those who have hurt us, that of distancing ourselves from others and closing off within ourselves, that of feeling sorry for ourselves and lamenting without finding peace. The Eucharist, the Pope said, heals because it joins us with Jesus. It makes us assimilate his way of living, his ability to be broken and given to brothers and sisters, to respond to evil with good. Concluding his catechesis, Pope Francis said, the Lord gives us the courage to go outside of ourselves and bend down with love towards the fragility of others, as God does with us. This is the logic of the Eucharist. We receive Jesus who loves us and heals our fragilities in order to love others and help them in their fragilities. So the Eucharist is, as the Holy Father says, not the bread of saints, but the, reward, the food of sinners. As St. Alphonsus said, we go to communion not because we're worthy, but because we're needy.
I'm going to invite you to an examination of conscience. Um, during this time of lockdown, it hasn't been possible for most of us to go to confession um, with any regularity. Some of us won't have been to confession for quite some time now, and that will be a source of distress for us. And especially during our annual retreat, many of us would have liked to confess our sins and make a fresh start and make a new beginning. But in extraordinary times, we have to do things differently. And as the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches, and as Pope Francis has reminded us frequently, what we need to do in a time like this is examine our consciences. Now, we need to do that honestly. Because we're not deceiving God, it's ourselves that we'd be deceiving. So an honest examination of conscience. Then, a taking responsibility for what we've done and repenting of it and asking God to help us to change, to grow, to become more like Jesus. And then the telling God that we're sorry. And as soon as we tell God that we're sorry for our sins, God forgives us. He forgives us because he loves us. So new beginnings, fresh starts are possible every day with our loving and forgiving God. So I'm supposed to ask you just for a few quiet moments to have a good, hard, honest look at yourself. Look at your life. See what you need to repent of. See what you need to take responsibility for. See what needs to change. And then we'll pray together. My sisters, my brothers, let us call to mind the goodness of God our Father and acknowledge our sins so that we may receive his merciful forgiveness. And together we pray. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. So we have a, a litany now of intercession, and Francis will lead us in, in a response. So I'll lead the prayer, then I'll step aside. Francis will step in and sing, and we'll alternate at the microphone. So in his great love, Christ willingly suffered and died for our sins and for the sins of all humanity. Let us come before him with faith and hope, to pray for the salvation of the world. body and soul, bind up the wounds of our hearts, that our lives may grow strong through grace. O oh Lord, 
help us to strip ourselves of sin and put on the new life of grace. Redeemer of the world, give us a spirit of penance and a deeper devotion to your passion so that we may have a fuller share in your risen glory. May your mother, the refuge of sinners, intercede for us and ask you, in your goodness, to pardon our sins. You forgave the woman who repented Show us also your mercy. O Lord, hear us, we pray. O Lord, give us your love. You brought back the lost sheep on your shoulders. Pity us and lead us home. You promised paradise to the good thief. Take us with you into your kingdom. You died for us and rose again. Make us share in your death and resurrection. pray in the words that come to us from Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. And in gratitude for God's mercy, Francis will lead us in singing the Magnificat. The Magnificat. <clears throat> My soul glorifies the Lord. My 
rejoices in God, my Savior. He looks on his servant in her lowliness. Henceforth all ages will call me blessed. The Almighty works marvels for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age on those who fear him. He puts forth his arm in strength and scatters the proud-hearted. He casts the mighty from their thrones and raises the lowly. He fills the starving with good things, sends the rich away empty. He protects Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, the mercy promised to our fathers, to Abraham and his children Father, in your love you have brought us from evil to good and from misery to happiness. Through your blessings, give us the courage of perseverance. Give the courage of perseverance to those you have called and justified by faith. Grant this through Christ our Lord. So before the blessing and before Francis leads us in our final hymn, I think Father Jerry Maloney brought reality to your attention the other day. It's a magazine published by the Redemptorists. We have strong connections here in Mount St. Alphonsus with the magazine. Father Jerry is the acting editor at present, and the magazine is designed by another member of the community, um, Father David McNamara. David's a very gifted designer. And this month, there's an article by a third member of our community. Um, Father Raphael Gallagher has an article on confession. Can this sacrament survive the pandemic? Um, Raphael is a moral theologian, taught me moral theology, and he taught in Ireland and in Rome um, for much of his life. So we commend reality to you if you're looking for a good read. The monastery shop will be open tomorrow, Saturday, from 9 to 3. It won't be open on Sunday. Our summer book promotion um, continues until the end of July. And as we've said on a number of occasions, we're grateful to those who support the shop because of the profits of the shop help to support the mission and the ministry of Mount St. Alphonsus. Tomorrow is the last day of our summer retreat. The preacher will be Father Jerry Maloney. So Mass tomorrow morning at 10. The Mass tomorrow, of course, will be our usual Saturday Mass when we celebrate our weekly novena in honour of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. So tomorrow in the morning, Mass at 10, talk at 11, adoration at 12. But there is a change in the afternoon programme. The afternoon talk will be at 3 and not at 4. So Father Jerry will speak at 3 tomorrow afternoon and not at 4. All the talks have been recorded. They're in podcasts. It's a word that I don't quite understand. But you'll find the podcasts on our Facebook page. So if you're not sure about how to get to Facebook, if you go to our website, novena.ie, if you go to the website, you'll see a button 
saying um, Facebook. If you press that, it will take you to our Facebook site and you'll find all the talks recorded there and you'll find them in sequence. I understand you'll also find them on the website of the Diocese of Limerick. The Lord be with you. May the Father bless us, for he has adopted us as his children. May the Son come to help us, for he has received us as brothers and sisters. May the Spirit be with us, for he has made us his dwelling place. May Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us continue in the peace of the Lord. So thanks for joining us. Thanks to Francis. Thanks to Paul. Thanks to Charlotte. So Francis will lead us in our final hymn. Thank you, Father Seamus. God forgive my sins in Jesus' name. God forgive my sins in Jesus' name. I've been born again in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name I come to you to share his love as he told me to. He said, freely, freely, you have received, freely, freely given. Go in my name, and because you believe, others will know that I Because 